Despite the tight labor market, there's still a segment of our workforce that often gets overlooked, people with disabilities. Today, we speak with two people about the work they do to connect people with disabilities with New Hampshire employers. I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business New Hampshire Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, chief growth officer of Granite Media Group and founder of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH. Uh, I, I've said it sort of when we were walking in today, but I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, well, it's one that we need it needs more of a light shined on to it. 100%. Because, uh, you 100%. know, so many people today hear about, you know, um, you know, we can't find enough people for jobs. Right. And yet, um, if you talk to people with disabilities or people who work with people with mm. disabilities, uh, you hear quite a different story. It's a, a higher unemployment rate right. um, and um, a lot of myths and stigmas and misinformation that yes. gets attached to that uh, that segment of the workforce it's unfairly right. that gets in the way of some um, great people that need jobs connecting with employers who could really use them. Absolutely. And we've we've talked to a number of them here on the podcast. Um, you know, folks most recently is like Port City Pretzel, mm-hmm. uh, the, the gents from Nothing Ordinary, uh, about their teams, you know, and the, the, there's these amazing people who may just be differently abled, but they are doing really great work and they're productive and they're, uh, they're really uh, helping to dispel all of those myths and stigmas in a way because they are awesome human beings and awesome workers. And our two guests today are helping employers realize how to overcome that misinformation, to uh, realize how to connect to these great workers and um, to to make sure that those connections are happening. So I'm I'm loving that we're going to be delving into this For sure. They are absolute advocates uh, for the disability community. Um, And they are helping us sort of to uh, bring awareness to, but also kick off, as it were, in the state of New Hampshire, um, National Disability and Employment Awareness Month. It's a mouthful, but it's important, and that is October. So, um, as the I think it's the Equal uh, Equal Employment Commission says that they that really this month is to honor the contributions of people with disabilities to our country and to, to recommit to eliminating barriers in employment. And I think that's so important of having that every October, you recommit to this, right, uh, to eliminate these barriers. And you're right, these two fine women are uh, absolutely advocates for and and helping to um, just, you know, I would say make New Hampshire and and the world a better place, as it were. Let's meet them. Let's meet them. Absolutely. Um, Our guests this week are two women who are making a difference every day in New Hampshire and for the disability community. Isadora Rodriguez-Legendre is the Executive Director at New Hampshire Council on Developmental Disabilities. She's been in this position since March 2016 when she moved to New Hampshire from New York City. Isadora has a master's degree in social work and is dedicated to providing underrepresented or marginalized groups with the supports and services they need to live full and meaningful lives in the community. The council is dedicated to dignity, full rights of citizenship, culture, cultural diversity, and equal opportunities for all New Hampshire citizens with developmental disabilities. And Tracy Fry is a program manager with Vocational Rehab New Hampshire, a division of the New Hampshire Department of Education. She's worked with for Vocational Rehab since 2009 as an employment specialist and program manager. Her work focuses 
on business engagement and creating partnerships with businesses to create hiring and work-based learning opportunities. The business engagement team at VRNH is committed to working with New Hampshire businesses to help them recruit, hire, retain, and advance individuals with disabilities. Welcome, Isadora and Tracy. Y'all are awesome. So we're going to get to the bottom of why you are awesome, why all the work you're doing is awesome. And, um, I'm kind of a semantics guy sometimes, so I always like to set the stage for our listeners. Um, You both work for two organizations that have, we'll call it a relationship with the state. I'll let you get to to those. Um, And you partner, uh, your your organizations, your departments, as it were, partner uh, with one another and with other organizations. So maybe you can just start off by telling us a little bit about uh, the the organizations and or departments you work for, set the stage for us, and then let's get really into the important part of of the work that's being done, the advocacy there. So maybe Isadora, we'll start with you if you don't mind. Sure. Thank you. It's really exciting to be here. Thanks. Um, So the New Hampshire Council on Developmental Disabilities is a federally funded state agency. So we have a federal state partnership Um, and DD councils, we call it the Mm -hmm. DD council for short, um, were created by a federal law known as the DD Act. So there's a DD council in every state and territory and it's federally funded. So our charge is to really identify what the needs are for the developmental disabilities community in New Hampshire. That's why we're New Hampshire based and have that partnership with the state. And we do a lot of surveys and interviews and feedback sessions to get information from the community. Mm. And then we develop a five-year state plan to help address those needs. So we like to say that we are Um, you know, funding innovative projects that help remove barriers and create opportunities for individuals with developmental disabilities in New Hampshire to really live that meaningful uh, community-based life that you talked about. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Can you really quickly just sort of define even more textbook um, what a developmental disability is versus, say, another type? Sure. So we, because we were created by a federal law, we yes. use the federal definition. Sure. New Hampshire kind of has a different definition of developmental disabilities, and mm. it's all about funding. Sure. So um, we use the federal definition, which is it, it's a disability that was identified before the age of 22, mm. or if you're an older adult that was expected to have an onset before the age of 22 um, that is expected to impact certain areas of your life. So it could be communication, it could be um, mobility, um, uh, functions of daily living. And so um, what we say is that it can be a physical or a mental or a combination mm-hmm. of both and that it you may need supports and services to be able to do things that other people can't do. Got it. Got it. Thank you for for delving into that. Tracy, so you work for Vocational Rehab New Hampshire. I think we alluded to the fact that it's part of or or an area within the Department of Ed. Help us to uh, unpack that for a moment. Sure. Um, Vocational rehabilitation is also a federal program, so it's in every state. Um, It's about a 100-year-old federal program um, established in 1920. So we are in New Hampshire as well as the DD Council. Mm -hmm. We're in the Department of Education. 
Um, so we work with anyone with a documented disability, and we work with students and adults. So we are in high schools helping students that are transitioning out of high school figure out what they want to do. Um, we work with the pre-employment transition services, and we have VR counselors in high schools. And then we work with adults all the way up to the age of whenever they still want to find a job. So we are really focused on finding people jobs. I work with businesses to help them recruit people, hire people, and retain individuals with disabilities for mm. the jobs they have. Nice. Nice. And so what are, what's the employment reality that people with disabilities currently face? I love that question. Uh, even in this economy where um, you know, employers are saying we can't find enough help. Um, what, what does th- that segment of our population face when it comes to finding a job? So I can talk about, Mm. um, in general, people with developmental disabilities specifically, and people with disabilities more generally have lower social outcomes um, than their non-disabled peers. And so employment is one of those areas, Um, you know, education is another one, you know. Um, And I think the reality is that there are a lot of people who want to work, but that need supports or need um, uh, carved positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and employers aren't always willing to take a chance on their on their uh, whatever their structure is or mm-hmm. their bottom line on people with disabilities because they make assumptions. And I think that that is the key here is that we um, try through our work and through our collaboration to dispel those myths about people with disabilities in the workplace. And it's that word supports, I think, that sometimes scares employers because then they're, they're seeing dollar signs in their heads, right? right? But not all supports cost a lot or even take a lot of time or that there is resources out there to help both the employer and uh, the worker to to find those resources. So can you talk about how both of you work with both um, people who are seeking work and employers to bridge that gap? Well, at VR, it's really interesting because I think some businesses think that if I work with this agency or I work with this population that we just want to put a bunch of people in a job and that's just, it it couldn't be more opposite. At VR, we work with people. It is incredibly individualized. We're working with them to find out what are they like? What are their interests? What are their skill sets? And helping them to identify a job goal. And once they identify that job goal is what do we need to do to get you there um, and find success in that job? So we're just we're working with people from day one. It's it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? <laughs> and yeah. so we're really working with businesses to pick the right people that fit that job that they have. Um, the supports they need are usually pretty minimal. It might be an accommodation for a different kind of interview or um, – a job coach on site with them to help them get started that will fade away over time when natural nice. supports are identified. So I think that fear is is just based on the unknown. Um, and that's why at VR, one thing I love doing is setting up like work-based learning internship programs and bringing in people who are interested in that job and letting the business meet them and letting them see. We're starting one off on Friday and I have three um, individuals with disabilities going into a business on the seacoast and they're doing a six-week internship 
Uh, we did that last year, and that resulted in a hire. Oh, um, wow. So it's it's a it's just a great model for businesses to kind of rip off the bandaid and not be so afraid of mm. the unknown, right? And getting to meet these people and saying they fit in, they make our workplace better. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I remember working um, at a hospitality establishment up north um, a number of years ago when I sort of first came to New Hampshire. And there's a young man who had a job coach with him. And I just remember the impact that that young man, as a person with disabilities, doing a, a great job, had on the individuals around him. They loved him. And they loved, they, they would smile when they saw him. They would, you know, they'd, they'd support him. Um and yeah, very, very little in terms of the the uh, amount of accommodations. It wasn't really any accommodations in, in that case, but um, to, to be able to see, and maybe that's uh, something that you're, as you're doing this work, Tracy, you know, these employers are saying, wait a minute, this isn't as expensive or as involved or uh, that I thought it was going to be. And look what it's doing for my staff. You know, they're coming out of their shells or they're helping this individual and we're, we're seeing them in a different light. So um I wonder if that's uh, if that's your experience too it, with I, employers. It happens ten times out of ten um, when a love business it. gives this a try. It they realize too hiring individuals with disabilities is what your community looks like. It's mm. where you know your schools look like and where you go grocery shopping. Um, this is the reality. Is um, we. It, it's the fear that stops people thinking, having you know that preconceived notion of what disability is. Um, we work with people with all disabilities, and so really, when someone's assessing your, an employer's assessing their work workforce, mm. um, they already have people with disabilities working. Um, not all disabilities are are visible, right? You know, so right, yeah. That's what I was thinking when you were saying that. Is that a lot of that may just not, you know, and it may just be something that people deal with on their own. They don't maybe need or want an accommodation, but they learn differently, hear differently, speak differently, whatever it may be. Exactly. Um, interesting. Um, Isadora, you moved from New York to New Hampshire um, a while ago, but why? And why um, are you in this line of work, as it were? Sure. So um, I grew up in New York, and um, my husband's family is actually from New Hampshire, ah, so there was a connection there. <laughs> um, I had been visiting for probably a decade before nice. uh, deciding that New Hampshire was the place for me. But where I worked in New York, um, I provided um, homeless services to veteran families um, and families at risk of homelessness and very urban areas, Mm. very low income families. And so I found that there were a lot of folks whose homelessness was related to having a disability Mm -hmm. or having a disability in the family that kind of limited someone's ability to work full time because they were caring for an individual or because they had to be on call if the school called um, for some reason. And so there, there was that connection of having worked with um, homeless populations who also kind of had uh, other risk factors. And so when I started uh, looking for a job in New Hampshire, Mm. um, it was a pretty um, easy 
transition to decide to work with people with disabilities and to really at an organization like the DD Council that focuses on all aspects of someone's life and really helping remove those barriers that um, can help them be an integrated part of their community. And part of that is removing barriers to employment, barrier to community participation and the civic engagement, mm. barriers that might exist exist in the school setting for students who need supports and services. Um, so it, it's just always been within me. I guess mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's the, the social worker in me. Um, you know, I was always somebody who did like peer tutoring sure. and, um, and worked at the um, writing center at my nice. college. So nice. I really believe in helping people just over giving, you know, providing that little bit of extra help that someone might need to really um, level the playing field and have the same opportunities as other people. Awesome. You found your calling, as mm -hmm. it were, huh? Um, Tracy, you've had a diverse career, but you've been with VR for, uh, what, 14 years or so going yes, on? Um, what about this work has made you stick around? I would say it's... I wake up every day and know I'm, I'm, the work I'm doing is helping people change their lives for the better. And so um, that's a pretty awesome thing to know that, you know, what you're doing when you're away from your family and is, is benefiting, you know, our society, our, you know, state, our neighborhoods, our families. So awesome. Awesome. Now, this will be shocking coming from a journalist, but <laughs> I find I learn best through stories. And so I was wondering if each of you could tell a story about a client or a um, an employer you worked with that kind of illustrates the work that you do and the success that you have. So Isidore, do you want to start us off with that? So the DD Council works a little differently than VR. Mm -hmm. um, how we support employment typically is through our small grants program. So we have a number of different small grants that people can apply for. Um, one of them is a an employment and post-secondary education grant. So this is a grant that's up to $1,000 that an individual can apply for, for anything that really is going to support their employability, their um, being able to function at a job, additional training, if they need supplies or tools or uniforms, that sort of thing, right? And so I think one particular grant that I'm very proud of that actually appeared in uh, Stepping Stones magazine was we really like to try to support entrepreneurship for people with disabilities because a lot of them have a lot of barriers to being able to apply for funds from a variety of different traditional resources. Mm -hmm. And so we got a grant request for um, a gentleman named Kyle who has significant disabilities um, who wanted to buy chicks to start an egg farm. And so he now has a bunch of chickens and he sells the eggs and has also expanded his business beyond his neighborhood. And so that's an example of how we are very much at the grassroots, you know, one person at a time, very um, person-centered in a very person-centered way, supporting employment for people with disabilities. Thank you. And, and Tracy, can you tell a story about a success that 
you you've had with a client and that illustrates kind of the breadth or depth of your organization. I I was just sitting here listening to Isadora, like trying to figure out what story I wanted to tell because there's so many, (laughs) so many, but I'm going to stick to a recent one just because, uh, you know, um, there's been so many impactful people that I've worked with and, um, but recently, um, last summer, um, summer 2022, we did um, a remote administrative assistant internship with CVS Health. Um, my business engagement team worked with CVS Health. It was the first ever of the con- its kind um, with CVS Health. So we matched individuals with disabilities with senior level managers at CVS Health. And they worked for eight weeks and got paid. And we had six 14 people in that program. And one of them, um, it ended and a lot of them wanted to work thereafter. But it was a matter of are there positions and I kind of started working with one of them um, after the fact and helping her try to identify what she wanted to do. But ultimately, she had to go back to Market Basket and start working again just to make money. And she didn't give up. And we didn't give up. And we didn't stop working with CVS Health to identify positions for her. And um, she just um, is almost done her 10-week training for a work-from-home position with customer service uh, with CVS Health. So nice. life-changing, you yeah. know, um, benefits, salary. Um, she emailed me the other day, my heart is at work, and I'm so happy, you know. So it's, it's starting with someone where they are helping them build confidence, getting them experience, and ultimately going from a job at Market Basket to a professional job of their dreams. So, And many of our listeners are business owners and business executives, and they may be listening and going, huh, you know, maybe a, a, a light starting to turn on of how do I tap into this workforce effectively and make sure I do it in the right way that's going to work for us and them. So can you talk about what are the steps employers can take with each of your or organizations to connect with these workers and to make sure it works? What are some of the services that you provide to them and, and what are some of the steps you take an employer through? I would, I would encourage an employer to call us and we meet them where they're at. Um, vocational rehabilitation can engage with them as much or as little as they need. Maybe they want to start with a training Um, We can come in and offer a lunch and learn training on disability etiquette or the ADA, or um, we have a whole entire training program called the windmills modules, which is um, 12 modules on disability awareness. So we could just start there and come into your business. Um, You can offer it to your staff and, you know, bring lunch and we can do some learning. If you're ready for more, we can start you off with informational interviews with high school students or tours of your company. Maybe you're ready to start there. Or perhaps you have some jobs you'd like to help us, you know, so we're really just going to start to meet and talk to you and find out what are your needs? What are you ready for? Um, Maybe you're ready for the internship program. We can create an internship program for you and identify participants in the VR program that would match uh, what you're looking for for the internship. And with the internship opportunities, vocational rehabilitation pays the wages for for the interns. And we cover the liability. There's absolutely no cost to an employer to engage in this. And you're spending time with potential candidates for jobs. So we really can um, help businesses full circle uh, find what they're looking for. Yes. So 
VR is very good and skilled at working one-on-one with employers. And I think uh, what, what, how we complement each other is that the DD Council um, more broadly works on um, projects and activities that can increase awareness, right? And so one of our visions for this year has been to create an employer-to-employer event where there are businesses that we've identified through either VR or the Employment Leadership Awards um, that could be mentors or could sit on a panel and really have other businesses come and ask questions. How did you do it? How did you get started? Nice. The, you know, have some kind of roundtable situation where people are really asking the questions that they see as barriers for their business and their business model and really having peer-to-peer, right, dispelling of those myths and those um those ideas that might be getting in the way of someone giving it a shot and giving it a try. So we're hoping to work with VR on something that can really help bring those businesses in that aren't already employing people with disabilities and kind of having a a safe place where they can ask questions and really um, become more ready. That's amazing. Let us know about that because that's very, very important. I want to jump back, uh, Tracy, to you for a moment. Um, VR has a footprint across New Hampshire. There are some uh, sort of regional offices or or individuals. You talked a little bit about your team or you mentioned your team earlier. Can you talk about the larger VR team and and, um, their engagement throughout the state? Sure. So we have um, offices in Portsmouth, Manchester, Nashua, Keene, Concord, and Berlin. Nice. You've got it covered. You've got to say Berlin, <laughs> by Berlin. the way. Right, right. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Are you from the I'm North from Country? Right, yes. Um, <laughs> and so we, we have VR counselors. Those are the people, those are the crux of our agency. They're mm. the ones doing the amazing work with the people to get them ready for work. Um, and then we have a, bus- a small yet mighty business engagement team, which is myself, Terry Tedeschi, Charles Lewis, and Nancy Dubowsk. So we have four dedicated business engagement people in the state. Awesome. And I want to just jump back for a moment, something that Isadora, you mentioned, which is, you know, the, the uh, misconceptions that people have. What are some of the commonly held um, myths that people have about what, or business people have when it comes to working with people with disabilities and taking on workers with disabilities, or as one of uh, my former bosses say, well, what's the stinking thinking behind that, that you have to overcome and, and, and help them break down that barrier? I think that you touched on a lot of them, um, that people think it's going to be more expensive to support someone with a disability or that they might take longer to do the job. And so you're um, possibly sacrificing either quality or speed for um, supporting someone with a disability at work. And we've actually seen and heard a lot of stories where productivity is increased business-wide by the addition of individuals with disabilities on the team because everyone um, has a more positive outlook, is is modeling um, the work for people, is providing natural supports for people. Um, and so there are programs 
um, through VR that um, you can you can get the supports that you need without necessarily in impacting you your business financially, and it really does um, increase morale and productivity. And um, I just think that that is something that people don't think about. Got it. Um, I want to circle back because in the very beginning we talked about uh, or, or uh, mentioned uh, partnerships. And so obviously your two organizations, agencies or, or whatnot, are um, partnering in a number of different ways. And you're sort of a, you know, a, a pipeline, as it were, for, for one another. Um, you are also partnering on, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, Isadora, the Employment Leadership Award. So back in the spring in April, um, and for many years prior, you've worked with um, Business NH Magazine to uh, to put that word out there about uh, the Employment Leadership Awards and what they are, and of course to have folks uh, apply uh, for to you know to be considered for those awards. Um, so Tracy, do you mind telling us a little bit about those uh, the ELAs as as we call them uh, for short? So it's a nice little acronym because every industry has acronyms. So <laughs> we have too, we have too many acronyms. I honestly, bet you too. Um, the Employment Leadership Awards. This is our fourteenth year. Okay. Yeah, it's our fourteenth year, and. It's, you know, an independent group of volunteers on a committee that volunteer their time for once a month for a year. But what we do is um, put out a request every spring spring for people to nominate businesses who are going above and beyond hiring, retaining, promoting individuals with disabilities. And we interview every business. Uh, we Our team goes out in person and meets the business, tours the business. And each year we pick five winners. And we've had um, small, you know, independent business owners. We've had big, large companies win. It's our flagship sort of employer recognition event in mm-hmm. New Hampshire for disability employment. So um, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful award. And every time I interview the businesses, my favorite question to ask is, what would you tell another business? And they're always like... Just do it, you know. <laughs> this is the best thing we've ever done, you know. That's and so I, I didn't know Isadora was doing a roundtable, and so I'm so excited for more of that to, to these discussions to occur, business to business, because um, every business who has hired individuals with disabilities are like, why did I wait? What mm-hmm. was I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be really exciting. But the ELAs is this month, so nice. um, we are so excited to um, celebrate. So if folks want um, more information on the ELAs, um, they can go uh, to, well, maybe they'll just Google Employment Leadership Awards. Uh, that's easy in this day and age. Uh, or head to the VR uh, website for, for those details. Um, and you'll have a, a, a bit of a hoot nanny, as it were, uh, to celebrate these businesses and these folks. Yeah? Excellent. Excellent. And so what um, are some recent examples of businesses who've been honored with this award? And what are some of the practices uh, that brought them to to your attention. It's funny that you asked because I I had just listened to your Port City Pretzels um, (laughs) podcast and they were one of the recipients last year um, for this award because they do such a fabulous job of not only hiring people with disabilities and and have a diverse workforce in general, but they really look to kind of carve positions out. So I, I know that they... Um, 
they had talked about uh, an individual who was blind and trans and who Mm -hmm. is doing their social media. So that's the kind of thing that Mm -hmm. like we really look to um, highlight, to um, honor and to, to really share with other businesses of it's, it's possible to find, you know, a niche for an individual, even when you think that they have a limitation, they are going to shine in other areas that you probably never even thought of. For sure. For sure. Yeah. This year we had, we had huge, big companies, right? We had McLean, we had Dartmouth Hitchcock, Um, and then we had a tiny little restaurant in Deerfield, New Hampshire, Ma's Cafe. And so it was just, you know, that's that. What those are the businesses that rise, or it doesn't matter if you don't have to f- hire five, 10, 15 people. Ma's mm-hmm. Cafe had two individuals that they hired. And um, so that was really what I love about it is that you. You see just the these businesses standing out and what they're doing. Yeah, and Tracy talked about, you know, our on-site visits and part of that is to really talk to other employees and to get a sense of the workplace culture and how everybody is working together and it's a very team-oriented atmosphere and no one is treated any differently than anybody else. Everybody's just and you know, a, a team member and that's really what we look to highlight is when there are businesses and companies in New Hampshire that are um, that are creating really um, supportive culture for uh, a diverse workplace. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. I'm uh, you're you're both doing amazing work and I appreciate that. And it's so crucial here in New Hampshire to to keep our economy going and to keep these individuals engaged and and their quality of life uh, in- increasing as well. Um, I don't I, I would be remiss, as it were, if we wrapped an episode uh, this month without uh, mentioning also the publication that, um, well, well before Granite Media Group under Milliard Communications and now under Granite Media Group that we are, are working with you on and that is Stepping Stones. Um, and uh, it should be out this month and available. It'll There's a digital copy that sits on our website as well as yours. Um, and uh, some, you know, print copies out there as well. Uh, and it's, um, when we started to sort of plan this, this um, publication uh, earlier in the year, um, we realized that there's so much additional opportunity here to make sure that this is in front of the right people, that the right organizations are supporting it. And because really, if you want to talk for a second about it, um, either of you or both of you, um, the the purpose is that it is a resource, right, for uh, individuals in the community, and maybe not just the individual with disabilities, but their family, their community, their neighbors, uh, you know, and and so there's a lot of important information in there. There's a great resource guide in there as well. Um, Talk a little bit about that, and and maybe just the history of it before we wrap. Sure. So the Stepping Stones magazine is one that the New Hampshire Council on Developmental Disabilities puts out. Um, It is a resource guide. It has a lot of ads for different um, agencies and companies that are providing supports and services for people with disabilities in New Hampshire. It has a resource guide. But I think the thing that really um, we want people to walk away with is the stories in it. It highlights stories of individuals with disabilities and families that have lived experience of disability and really demonstrates how 
um, people with disabilities are just like you and me and have um, meaningful lives and a con contributions to make to their communities. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Isadora Rodriguez Legendre is executive director at the New Hampshire Council on Developmental Disabilities. Tracy Fry is program manager with Vocational Rehab New Hampshire. Their links and information, of course, are in the description of the podcast. If you or your family or your community uh, want to know more about their services uh, or needs their help, reach out to them directly. Thanks for joining us, both of you. It's been great. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard on today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a production of Granite Media Group.